Welcome to another episode of Just a Moment with Indy, the podcast where we gain confidence and clarity one episode at a time. And now, here's your host. Hi, you guys, it's Indy, and welcome to a new week of Just a Moment with Indy. Um, I hope that you guys' week has been wonderful and safe and peaceful. And so this week's show, I wanted to share with you um, for two reasons. One, to kind of share with you my progress, and two, because it will kind of um, set us up and lead us into uh, some of the topics we're going to be uh, going over in June. This is May, right? Yeah, we're going to be going over in June. So, um, you know, behind the scenes, for the last couple of weeks, I've been talking to you guys about, um, you know, just changes. And I think one week we talked about process and and all of those topics were true to kind of an actual time (laughs) of how things have been going behind the scene. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of transformation going on behind the scenes and um, just working on some things. But the biggest part of the process that's been taking place or the transformation or the progress that has been happening with me is that of course I've been sharing with you guys about limiting social media but that wasn't really the big thing the big thing was I've really just been taking time to spend with God Uh, not really so much for the purpose of like the different platforms that I share on but really for personal development um, and a little bit of professional development, I guess you could say, but mainly for personal development and um, just to kind of, I don't know, there was a story told about uh, the process of bringing gold to, to its purest form, right? And so gold in its first state is not in its purest form, but there's a process of heating it. I'm giving you kind of the condensed version. There's a process of heating it. And um, as you heat it, this, this dark substance comes to the top that are impurities, and it's called dross. I believe you spell it D-R-O-S-S. Not sure on the spelling. Um... But it it rises to the top. The heat causes it to rise to the top. And so as it rises to the top, it's scraped away. And then um, that process is repeated multiple times until there's no longer any dross that rises to the top. And once they get to that point of the dross rising, no longer rising to the top, then that is an indicator that they have achieved pure gold, right? But what happens to make the dross rise to the top is that with each new level, the heat has to get cranked up, right? So I equate that process to what has been going on with me behind the scenes. 
So each new level that God has been working with me on, um, he cranks up the heat. <laughs> and things rise to the surface that we now have to address. And so I believe it was last week that we talked about process. Um, and I'm sorry for my voice. I don't don't really know why. Um, my voice is doing this horse thing again. But anyway, um, I believe it was last week we talked about process. And that was when I gave the quote about the conversation between Elon Musk and, and Warren Buffett uh, about no one wants to get, get rich slow. So process, I've been going through process and not necessarily for this platform, but because God is intentional and the you know, the Bible says that he uses all things to work together for the good of them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And I'll put that scripture um, in the description if anyone wants to read it. But not necessarily for my platforms, but because I have to live what I share with you guys. Um, several episodes back, we talked about the responsibility of our roles, the roles that we are called to, R-O-L-E. Um, we have a responsibility. And so I can't share with you something that I am hoping will help you process through your life and overcome certain obstacles in your life. And I have not applied them and gone through the process of whatever it requires for me to overcome what I need to overcome. So behind the scenes, God has been dealing with your girl. And it doesn't necessarily mean, I don't know what other people mean when they say dealing with, God has been dealing with me. Uh, I don't know what that, what other people mean, but when I say it, it's not a negative thing so much. There have been some things that I've had to face finally that maybe I have been formally covering up or, um, I don't know, staying so busy that I don't have to address it or whatever. Um, and so now God is, at whatever time he would bring it up, bring it to my attention, would be the moment where he's like, okay, let's start dealing with this. Um, and so it may not feel good in the moment, or it may not be something that I have put on my agenda to address for that day. <laughs> but it was always at a time um, where I am learning to say, and I think we talked about this in another episode too, I'm learning to say, you know, I, I don't know if I'm strong enough to do that, but Lord, give me your strength or show me what you see about me so that I can do this thing. And that's not just when God calls you to do something greater. He shows you this big vision about your life, but it's also in the things that maybe you've been running from 
or hiding from or trying to stay too busy or whatever. And so now it's like God sits you, sits you down and he's like, okay, let's address this. So the other thing that I've also learned in the, that has also been occurring in the process is that um, I will kind of have a sense that it's time to stop doing something or saying things that way or thinking about things that way or seeing myself that way. Um, and so I'll say, okay, God, let's show me why I do ABC. And I'm waiting for him to show it to me the way I want. <laughs> the way I want to see it. The way I want it dealt out. And God, nine times out of ten, doesn't work like that. I'll be busy in my life and it may even be a time where I feel like, okay, I'm making progress. Things are starting to look clear now. And then God will have a conversation come up or a, a memory come up. Or, and I'm like, wait a minute. where That totally blindsided me. Um, but I think one of the greater lessons I've learned from pandemic is that when there's an interruption of normal and you believe in intentionality, um, it's important to stop and pay attention to that interruption. Why did it come when it came? And why is it disrupting the things that it's disrupting? And why is it still allowing the things to continue going that have been allowed to continue going on? There's always intentionality um, and it's not always spelled out in the lines. Sometimes you have to look between the lines. Sometimes you have to pray and ask for wisdom. Sometimes you have to sit and learn patience um, before it will, it will reveal itself to you. But if you're diligent, uh, there's another scripture, and I'll put in the, the description box, there's another scripture that says that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So sometimes we will pray and or we'll want relief or we'll want answers to things but we want it to come in our microwave conditioned mindset that we have developed and God says no these things only come after you you sit and wait for it um i remember my great grandma she would uh, my great-grandma. That, that's how I refer to her to my kids when I tell them stories about her. My grandma, uh, Annie Lara, who I talk about all the time. Um, I remember when I was little, I was in elementary school. Uh, it had to have been before third grade because after third grade, I, I had to go to a new school that I didn't want to go to. Um, because my mom and, and my stepdad um, moved. And so that new area required me to go to a new elementary school. But prior to that, third grade and younger, um, the elementary school I went to was in my grandma's neighborhood. And so my mom would drop, it was before my mom was married to my stepdad. And so she would drop me off 
uh, on her way to work or sometimes I would spend the night, a lot of times I would spend the night at my grandma's and um, my grandma would get me up in the morning with whatever uncles and aunts still, well, it was the one aunt that still lived at home and a couple of my aunt, uncles lived there. And so if they had to get up for school or work or whatever, when she got them up, she got me up. <laughs> and so she would make breakfast and, and this was a woman that made homemade biscuits from scratch every morning. She would get up and make them fresh from scratch every morning. There was not a can or box pretty much of anything in her kitchen. Um, and so she would make these fresh biscuits and, and we had bacon, um, sometimes sausage, but I remember bacon the most and uh, oatmeal was almost every morning because these were things that kept you full and it didn't cost a lot of money back then. This was back in the like 70s. So um, she would make breakfast and while we were eating breakfast she never sat down and ate breakfast with us. Maybe on a weekend um, but I she never sat down and ate breakfast with us because she would immediately, once she fed us and we're eating and she's telling us, hurry up and eat so you don't be late, um, she would start on dinner. And I remember one of my favorite things that she made was chili beans. And so she, again, she didn't open a can of beans. She had these beans that had been soaking from the night before um, so that they would soften and they just cooked a little bit better and absorbed all of her goodness <laughs> that she put in the in the pot. But she would put on chili beans and, um, you know, whatever her process was for doing that. And she would have that on a very low simmer. And then we would leave to go. She would drop me off where she would have my aunt who was in high school at the time, dropped me off before she went to school. And then grandma would get started with dinner. Now dinner wasn't until hours later, but it was that slow simmering process of those beans getting started really the night before soaking to be prepared to be cooked. And they simmered on low all day long. So I share that to say there are some things that I have come to learn and really come to appreciate that only come through process, through the slow simmering. Um, you think about tea. I, I drink quite a bit of tea. I drink tea way more than I drink coffee. Not a, not really a big coffee drinker. Hot chocolate and tea is my thing. Um, tea, you have to get that water hot. And there it is, that, that heat, as we talked about, the droves rising to the top. You have to get that water really hot. And then you steep that tea bag in it. And so, so it is with anything that we really want to come of value and really... Um, really gain a deeper meaning in our life. We want to get in a position where we can become that tea bag and really steep 
and be immersed in that liquid that's going to draw out or bring out the best that there is in us and let it be a complete process. So during all this time um, that I've been talking to you guys, really this whole season three, I think, but I think it really started to kind of like kicking in mid season three. If you go back and listen to all the podcasts from season three, um, really towards the middle till now, I think is where I really started. It started clicking um, that I really didn't have to think up topics, that the topics would come from what God was causing me to live and what was kind of unfolding in my everyday life. And so I've been going through this process and just really praying and prayer has taken on a whole new thing for me. But the biggest thing, you guys, that has really caused me to turn the corner and I was just writing some notes. I was writing in my journal. Uh, It might have been last night or yesterday about turning the corner, that whole concept of turning the corner that sometimes we don't, we hesitate turning the corner because we've gone on this path, this certain direction for such a long time and we're familiar, even when it's toxic, even when it's dysfunctional, even when it no longer serves us or serves anyone else, uh, even when it's not bringing much positive positivity in our life any longer we still continue on the path until it comes a time where we need to turn the corner but turning the corner can trigger a hesitation in us one because um and I didn't realize this until as I in the process of writing it kind of clicked in my mind if we've never had it modeled for us how to positively turn the corner then we've watched others in front of us turn the corner maybe and it didn't turn out so well because they weren't they didn't have the proper tools or the training they weren't really in the right mindset to turn the corner they didn't really do it with wisdom and so we watched how that played out in their life the result of that play out in their life and in watching that we learned really a lot of times without them actually sitting us down and teaching us but we learned from their reaction from the outcome of them turning the corner that turning the corner may not be what we want to do and so we remain loyal to a path as my son says that is no longer loyal to us Um, but at all costs we don't want to turn the corner because the turning the corner represents the unknown and so in this whole year or so journey that we've been in the pandemic where a lot of places are beginning to open up many of us are resistant Um, we're resistant because opening up represents turning a corner. And the last time we had to turn the corner, when the pandemic came, we were right, we were on our routines and the traffic and the fast pace and not having dinner with our families and just, you know, go, 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 go. And then the pandemic came, we had to turn the corner. And what did that do? It brought you know, if you look at it only on the surface, it bought death, it bought insecurities, it bought instabilities, and just a lot of unknown. 
So now we have this idea reinforced that turning the corner may not be what you want to do. So now it's being introduced um, that, you know, let's start making our way back outside. I'm at this point, I'm not going to share, you know, oh, I think we should, we shouldn't, we should wear masks, not wear masks. That's not the point I'm making. The point is they're opening it up, suggesting, you know, vaccines and go back to work and all of these things. But we hesitate. We hesitate to turn the corner. So I was journaling about that. And and um, just over this time, I've just really been talking to God. But my point is that I've learned and I'm still learning the practice of the slowed pace. And what has really made the greatest impact during this this whole process of growth is my time reading the Bible. Um, I have been in church, I'll start that way, all my life for as long as I can remember. Like as long as I can remember, there are pictures of me at church as an infant, but as long as I can remember, I've been in a church. Um, And so church for me always represented, honestly, God and and righteous living and all of those things, um, that if you were in church, you were okay. Um, I, I would read the Bible, but I wouldn't read the Bible and it would only be here and there. But if I had listened to a sermon or a message at church, uh, I honestly rare, rarely, would read the Bible on my own for learning purposes. I might look for a scripture because I was really going through something or I needed encouragement or something like that. Or if it was something I was going to be talking about or writing about. But I'm just being honest with you. And so, um, during, honestly, transparently, during the last few months, Uh, is where I have really, God has shown me how to read the Bible. And again, it started with that prayer I think I shared with you guys where I said, Lord, I don't trust you because I don't trust a lot of the people that I've experienced and to have gone through the things that I've gone through in my life. These are people that I can see. And so... How can I trust you? How can I believe in a thing called faith when I don't, my belief in sight is not so solid, right? Just being honest with God. And the first time I did that, I felt trembly because you don't, you don't do that. That's the way you're taught. You don't do that. But um, God met me surprisingly to me. He met me with compassion and love. Um, He met me from my heart. I I believe, and that was one of the biggest lessons, is that he looked at my heart and he knew what I was saying. Not that I was saying, I don't trust you, you're evil, you're bad, you've done me wrong. But I was saying, you know, I want to. But based on my experience, which is how we live our lives based on our earthly, our natural experiences, I was saying, I don't, 
And so he did not take me through a whole bunch of things. It was just simply come read my word. That was it. And so I started reading the word and I would start in in scriptures and verses where I was familiar, right? Because we don't want to turn that corner. We want to stay on the familiar road. Um, But it wasn't doing anything. And so in prayer, I told God, I'm not really feeling anything. And he said, well, you don't really feel me. (laughs) I'm not a feeling. (laughs) And so he said, come read my word. That was the instruction. Come read my word. And so again, I kept reading and kept, you know, reading. And I thought, okay, I need to read longer. And so I read longer and nothing. And then I need to read you know, these certain scriptures, and I did that, and nothing, and I said again to God, you know, I'm just not, I'm not, I don't, what do I do? And God said, come read my word. But what it finally clicked one day, I was just sitting there and I said, okay, all you keep saying is read my word, read my word. I'm reading it. What, what, are, what does it mean? Like, and I realized that I had been reading with my head. I had been reading kind of like a, it was the thing to do. I was checking off a box or I was trying to. Uh, put a band-aid on something that really needed surgery and then after surgery it needed to heal and then after the healing it needed to uh, develop and and so I tried again and where I started was in in um, in Romans and so in the book of Romans Um, To give you the gist of it, there's so much in there, but just kind of give you a little highlight of Romans. It talks a lot about transformation and the whole process of why and who Jesus is and and who God is and and what his heart is for us and um, the whole thing of salvation. What is salvation? And or you might hear it as accepting Christ. What does that mean? And then this was the part, you guys, I said, now I've said I've been in church all my life, right? This was the part that blew me away. I'm reading about salvation and Christ and what Christ did with dying on the cross and raising again and and the whole salvation prayer and all of that but it hit me literally as if someone had balled up their fist and punched me straight in the chest um the whole thing about when you accept Christ and you ask Christ to come into your life, to come inside, right? And you're believing on the inside and you're professing it with your mouth. And, you know, you have to believe by faith, right? That's that whole trust thing, right? That I told God I didn't have in the beginning. You have to believe and the whole process. But here was the part that once you do that, 
it changes how we are supposed to live our life. When I read that, that you're no longer, you're, you're in your earth human body. And so you're going to have trials and life and life and life, right? Life is going to happen. But you're not living and experiencing life from the same mindset and heart position. It's different. You have an authority, you have a victory, and this is the this is where you're supposed to now live your life from. Not from your old past, the things you did, the mistakes you made, the things that were done to you, um, you know, whatever your financial situation is or your physical body situation, the color of your skin, where you live in the earth, um, whether you're married or single or you've been divorced 18 times or you have, you know, all of these different um, exes or when you accept Christ, it changes all of that. You, you, you hear terms, and I, I don't know if this is you, but this was me reading this and learning, and just it finally falling on my heart. I guess, I guess before it was, it was, it would hit my head and stop, but I guess it finally reached my heart. Um, you're living as a natural person. You accept Christ. But you are no longer just this natural person, just at the mercy and at the will of things impacting you and just tearing your life apart. You're no longer at these emotions and these triggers and anxiety and depression and, and abandonment and rejection and all of those things where we feel like we have to, um, you know, uh, shop till we drop or retail therapy or eat or drugs or alcohol or sex or relationships or title. We have to hustle. We have to chase the bag, whatever it is. Um, that's living on an earthly level when you're saved, when you received salvation. But actually when you receive salvation, it you're in your natural body, but spiritually you've elevated, right? You're seated in heavenly places. You're up there with Christ, cause, but it's not for the purpose of a lot of my understanding, a lot of the teaching I received. It's not for the purpose of get your stuff, claim your authority in Christ and get your stuff, but it's your authority is in Christ to live full, to live complete, to lack nothing, to not have the the um the bully of insecurity or low self-esteem or you know everything of your past your mistakes all of that not thinking I'm, I'm not worthy i'm not good enough that can't be me those things um those things no longer impact you because you're now seated in heavenly places and there's a certain power and authority that you have been given to live your life and you're no longer uh, you no longer have to be accessible for the enemy to continue bringing these triggers to your mind making you feel some kind of way you you don't have to do that 
And so I'm not giving it justice right now, but the impact of learning that, not so I could get things, but so that I could get free. Like in my mind, once I read that, and I really let it hit my heart, I was no longer um, bound by social media. I was no longer bound by the things that happened to me in my childhood. You know, I wasn't chained to them. I wasn't, um, you know, if someone wants to call, you know, a family member or, or, you know, someone do me wrong or um, I think of myself, you know, oh, I want to try this. I want to step out on faith and do this. But then I remember, oh, but you're a single mom and, and you live where you live and you you only have these limited resources. You know, those things that tr that come and try to hold us back from really having the fullness of what God says we could have. It's like constantly being at the mercy. It's like you're this boat right and you're in the water and you're constantly at the the mercy of however the motion of the water changes so if it's windy and the water is just being tossed to and fro you're at the mercy of that or if um you know it's storming and just rain is just pounding down on you and just filling you just flooding you you know there's a scripture that talks about when the enemy comes in like a flood the lord lifts up a standard against him so i learned that i didn't have to be tossed to and fro any longer i learned that i didn't have to get pulled this way and lured away that way that I could be anchored. I learned that I could be anchored. But it had to be one, a knowledge, you know, aware that this was out there. And then it had to be an intentional implementation into my life. Even though it's available to me, I have to implement it and enforce it and take my rightful authority in it in order for it to really, for me to really enjoy it in my life, I could be anchored. I didn't have to be tossed to and fro. I could be by lies. <laughs> I could be anchored in truth, right? About who I really was once, once I accepted Christ. That's, that's the, the little fine print um, it's available to everyone, but the prerequisite, I think, was one of the things we talked about the first of the year, the, the, the pre-qualification, right, is that you have to first accept Christ. You have to first um, ask Christ to come into your life, and then it, it, it anchors you. No matter what the sea and the wind and the rain, no matter what life is doing, no matter what your finances or your, the state of your business or what's going on in your home. And, and I'm not saying stay in an abusive situation. You know, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is it doesn't matter if those things are going on, that there is a truth that can set you free. And it's in the Bible. And that's what God kept saying when he said, come read 
my word. And what happens when I finally read his word with my heart, um, it went past my head to my heart, that his word actually started to read me. It started to read my life. Right? And so that whole book of Romans was just about that transformation and, you know, what happens when you accept Christ. And then I read Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, which talks a lot about conduct, how we conduct ourselves once we have accepted Christ and once we go through that transformation, you know, how to conduct our life, what are the parameters and the barriers to put in place? And, you know, that's the book where, um, you know, it talks about um, the fruits of the spirit and, and God is able to do exceedingly abundantly and, and all of those things, you know, where you can have the victory and live victorious, you know, that peace that surpasses all understanding, it's found in those fruits. You know, if you're walking in those fruits, it doesn't mean life isn't going to happen or disappointment or you won't have to wait on some things or, you know, go through some things. It means that God shows you because he loves you so absolutely much. And I know grammatically that's not correct, but it made the impact I wanted it to say. He loves you so absolutely much that he gives us these instructions on how to walk through life, how to conduct ourselves. And then the, the third book was Galatians, and it's that cultivation, right? How, how, how things are cultivated, right? And, I, and, and, and we, you know, we talk about the, the armor of God, you know, how to fight, that we actually don't fight. And I'm actually going to be sharing some things later on that, that we fight people, we fight our bosses, we fight family because it's, we think it's them. You know, we fight our kids um, because we think it's them being disrespectful or, you know, someone, an ex has did this to you or, or a boss is just being evil or whatever. But we learn that it's not people but it's principalities and you 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 get an understanding of what those principalities are in high places actually what their authority is and when they're trespassing you know even though they try to make you feel you know those circumstances and situations that the thing that's actually happening behind the scene tries to make you feel like like you're under their authority but actually it's the other way around when you're in Christ um, and that we shouldn't actually fight because when we actually fight other people, we're actually engaged in a distraction because the real battle is happening in this, in the spiritual realm. And while we're physically fighting or holding grudges, it's actually defeating us. So when we snap back or clap back or we give them a piece of our mind, you know, we let them know, huh? Really, we're disqualifying ourselves in that battle. And we've come back down to earth where we don't belong. So again, I didn't give it the full worth of what it includes. And, you know, of course, over time, we're going to we're going to unpack it some more. But I want to stop there. I encourage you 
to read Romans if you're if you want to know more about this thing called salvation and accepting Christ and or you struggle with things like abandonment or not knowing who you are or one minute you're trying to do this and the next minute you're trying to do that because you're trying to find that success that happiness that joy or you you're a chronic people pleaser um or you perform or it makes you just it eats at you if you even think about having to confront someone you avoid confrontation or you don't want anyone to think unfavorably about you any of those things I would recommend you read Romans just about how God loves you just start at the beginning however long it takes you to get through every book don't speed read through it take your time take notes anything that you don't understand pray to God and ask him to give you wisdom and reveal it to you but I would say start with Romans and read about that if you get through you know not if but once you get through that read Ephesians so then you kind of know okay if I do decide to accept Christ which friend I really hope you do but if I do decide to accept Christ, then what is going to be expected of me? What, what, am, what am I going to need to know, right? Counting up the cost, measuring, measuring what it's going to require of you. And then Galatians talks about the cultivation. So you, you've, you've gone through this transformation. You've, you've learned about the conduct. Now, how do you stir and repeat? How do you make it a part of your everyday living, your natural being? How do you do that? Those three books, I think, are, have been so pivotal, pivotal, pivotal in my life and in this process that I've been going through. Um, but I want to take a moment, and if you have not accepted Christ, and you would like to accept Christ, I want to take a moment and share that and pray that prayer with you. And it, it's, it's, it's that simple. Um, and then I'm going to leave some resources in the description box. So the description of this show, the show description, I'm going to leave a couple of links for you to click on what to do um, once you receive Christ. I'm working on some resources, but I don't want to wait because every day is so important. And this is such an important decision and a turning of the corner that um, I want you to, if you feel that tug on your heart or you've been thinking about it, then, or you know someone that might, that have been thinking about it and they, it would be value for them to listen, then share this with them and just stay close. Subscribe here, stay close. And there's going to be some other things coming around the corner, right? So it's a simple prayer. And you're just, you're believing in your heart. So you're believing it by faith. And then you're professing it with your mouth. So you have to say certain things. So you're believing what you say. And it's found in the book of Romans, uh, chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, uh, if you want to look up the reference. And you're just basically saying, Lord, here I am. 
and I want to confess my sin that I've committed knowingly and unknowingly. I want to confess it to you and I want to lay it down at the cross today, right now. I believe what you did on the cross for me. You died for my sin. You took my sin on, although you had no sin, but you took it so that the virtue that you had, that that in exchange would become my virtue, that I could live and have eternal life. But you died on the cross for my sins. And on the third day, you rose again. You're a risen Savior. And I ask you, God, for you to come into my life and for you to live richly in my life and begin making impact in my life and begin opening up the truths of your word in my life so that I could live powerful, so that I could feel complete, so that I can have your love for myself and begin sharing with others. Come in, God. Come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And that's it. Once you pray that prayer, you are accepted into Christ. And everything that you're getting ready to read in Romans, oh my gosh, I feel... I really f thank you, God. That prayer that you just prayed, everything that you're getting ready to read in Romans is true for your life. Do not wait and depend on yourself feeling like it's true. Read it with the understanding that you're not going to make it true. You already made it true by praying that prayer and actually believing in your heart. Everything you're going to read in Romans, the whole book of Romans, is true for you. It's true for you. It's true already for you because you accepted Christ. And it will be true for your family. You can play this podcast or just a part of the prayer for the members in your family and it will be true for them and it means you're saved from eternal damnation that Jesus says he's coming back and he is friend and when he comes back you will be saved from separation from him and separation from the kingdom that's the real hell it's not this place you know of of you know this devil in the red suit with horns and all of that. Hell is separation from Christ. You won't be separated. You'll be included in the body of Christ and live at peace eternally with him. And so will your family if they also accept and pray the prayer that was just shared. And they will be able to walk in the truth of Romans. And then they can begin cultivating the conduct in Ephesians. And then begin um, 
cultivating and just maturing as it talks about in Galatians. So I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for you. We will have more teachings. Um, We're getting ready to turn the corner. And I am just rejoicing. I'm really excited for those of you that pray that prayer or rededicated yourself back to the Lord. All right. So again, remember, it doesn't mean life won't happen. Life will happen. But you have a certain authority and a freedom that you're not bound anymore by life happening and the things that occur. And you don't have to panic and live from a place of of depression or anxiety. Begin reading Romans and just unfolding those truths so that you can begin building um security and confidence in Christ not to get things but to have Christ in you and he says if you seek him first seek to have him in you and operating in you right that he will add other things so the things will come they're kind of like a residual pay you know they're they're that swag bag you get for going to the event but the event is the thing and so Christ is the thing and that's what we want to begin cultivating on this platform and getting the word out to other people so that they can know they no longer have to be tossed to and fro and and lured away and pulled away but they can begin living a life anchored in the transforming truth of God's word. All right. So thank you guys for joining me here on another show. Um, And until we talk next time, I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Hi, you guys. This is Cindy. Thanks for listening to today's recording. I just wanted to come on really quick just to make a correction. As I was listening back at the, the playback, I realized that I made an error, and so I wanted to correct it for you guys. Um, in Galatians chapter 5 is where you find the fruits of the Spirit, and in Ephesians chapter 6 is where you find the armor of God. So I believe I, in the recording, I had that mixed up, so I wanted to make sure I gave that to you correct. So Galatians chapter 5, starting around... Um, the 22nd verse is where the Bible starts to talk about the fruits of the spirit uh, as far as like how we conduct ourselves. And then in um, Ephesians chapter six, and it's around the 10th verse is where it talks about the whole armor of God. Okay. So wanted to make sure you guys had that correct. Uh, Thank you again for listening. Until we talk again, talk soon. Hey y'all, I want to welcome you to our community. We're making some changes to move more towards creating a strong support system for women and men to have when they need. Of course, we will continue making quality content, materials, tools, and resources for whenever you need them. But our main focus is developing a strong community of support and encouragement. So we need your help. Share this with your coworkers, your friends, your family, and anyone in between so that we can continue growing as a community. Let them know that we are here and that they are never alone. Hope to see you all in the comments.